Welcome to CUCC's Sermons for Everyone. No matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, we're glad you've tuned in, and we hope you find meaning in this week's sermon. Hi, I'm Alex Diorio. I'm one of the uh, GF uh, youth group leaders. And I just wanted to start off by saying thank you um, for everybody in the congregation because without your support, uh, this trip would not be possible. So thank you so much for giving us the ability to um, do this mission trip uh, year after year. Thank you, Pastor Josh, for all your help. Thank you for all the adult leaders who gave up a week of their time to, to stay up late and, and, and work hard. And, and thank you, of course, for all the kids who, who gave up your spring break as well. Um, without everyone here, it definitely um, would not be possible. Um, so I have a short piece of scripture uh, from Luke, and it says, And the crowds asked him, What then should we do? In reply, he said to them, Whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. And whoever has food must do likewise. I think this is a perfect piece of scripture to that kind of embodies what we did this past week. All these kids gave up their phones and their spring breaks for a week to go help um, someone in need all the way across the country. So I'm excited to hear the stories that they have. So pass along, Ethan. Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm going to be talking about the car rides and pretty much how we got around. So per work tour tradition, the Friday before we leave, we have a lock-in at the church the night before. The lock-ins are usually energetic and hopeful for the week that's to come. 6 a.m. the next morning, St. Charles to Indy was pretty laid back. Being able to jam to music and personally me grow closer to Riley and Nicole was such a great start to the trip. Arriving for lunch in Indy was my first Zaxby's experience, and I'm not going to lie, I was kind of disappointed. Switching seats was a very complicated process. It's called, we pulled M&Ms out of Alex's hand, and that's where we sat. For the second trek of the trip, we drove through Indiana, Ohio, and into West Virginia. Let me tell you, a six-hour non-stop car ride is rough, but a six-hour car ride in the third row of a Chevy Traverse next to a six-foot-seven ape is even worse. <laughs> but it wasn't all bad. Being able to converse with people I hadn't recently and listening to some awesome music and Definitely seeing some of the best scenery I ever have was one of the most special moments of the entire trip. We arrived, we arrived in Pipestem that night at about midnight and got situated for where we'd be staying the next week. The rides to and from the worksite were either energetic or lackadaisical. We were passing around the phone, queuing up our own songs, and telling stories and jokes about the worksite and the day of work we had had. Now the way home was a completely different beast. Running on two hours of sleep and hoping you don't forget anything is not easy, but we made it happen. I was in the Chevy again, and we were off that morning. We all fell asleep right away, and the car was quiet. And when I awoke, everyone was asleep. But there was a massive rainstorm, and you could not see 10 feet in front of you. It was the most white-knuckle, sweaty palms drive of my life. And thank you to Drew for doing some of the best driving I've seen. <laughs> you know, the drive back, we talked and laughed once in a while, but it was mostly quiet, just reflecting over the week we had had and knowing that we had to go home and live a normal life and resume normality. Uh, it was a big contrast to the ride 
to the trip, which was full of optimism and excitement. Although, having a home shower was pretty nice. <laughs> these excursions showed me that God was watching out for us, and I truly believe that these car rides were one of the most important parts, and the memories made couldn't have happened anywhere else. Thank you. Hi, I'm Cecilia, and I'm going to be talking about where we stayed and just how it was there. Um, so we arrived to Appalachian South Folk Life Center, and it was really warm. It was about 72, and yeah, it was nice out. And so we go to check out the cabins. Girls got first pick. We got the cabin that was closest to the lounge, and um, the guys got the ones that was next to the girls. There was also a cabin at the very um, end of the road that um, the little kids stay at, and it wasn't finished, but we got to check it out, and I thought it was really cool. And um, the girls' cabin had two working showers. The guys' cabin had only one working shower. Um, I liked everything that was, a, I liked everything that was um, in the girls' cabin. I liked um, that we had two showers. <laughs> and um, yeah, I liked the colors. The one thing I did not like was the bed that Emily stayed in. It was the loudest bed ever, kept us up at night. And uh, yeah, next I'd like to talk about the view that we had. So you can't really see anything from the cabins, but they walked us around the, um, the place just to show us around so we can get used to it. And we get up the hill and then there's just like this huge view of mountains and I don't, you know, we don't see mountains here in Illinois. So I was just, it was really cool to see that. And there'd be moments when we would have free time. Some of us would just go and sit at the top of the hill and just either sit there and just talk or learn how to make friendship bracelets. So that's nice. Um, and then, yeah, so the weather was really nice there, and it was around like late 60s. Even when we were working, we could just easily take a break outside. It wasn't too cold, it wasn't too warm, it was quite nice. It was all sunny, it was better than what we expected it to be, which was really nice. And um, on the last day that we were there, it rained a little bit. And then the morning, as Ethan mentioned, it was pouring on the road when we left. And um, yeah, it's almost like the weather knew when we were coming and going. <laughs> and um, I'll never forget the view at the top of the hill. A lot of inside jokes were created outside when we were all hanging out the first day we got there. And I couldn't be more thankful about the weather. That's it. Thanks. I'm Nolan, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the work site and what work we did and some of the history behind the work site that we were on. So this year, we got one of the most incredible opportunities to work on a historical building. We worked in an old hotel called Hotel Thelma. This hotel was ran by a lady named Mama Thelma and was run as a place of refuge during this time. It eventually got added to the Green Book, so go Mama Thelma. 
Uh, Mama Thelma ran the building not just as a hotel, but she also rented out the rooms as apartments, she served three meals a day, and even had a small grocery store in the front. She gave people the opportunity to have a bed to sleep in and food to eat with a roof over their head, not having to worry about their next meal the next day, knowing that they would have breakfast with Mama Thelma in the morning. The hotel eventually got donated to a church which they used for vacation Bible school. And then the church ran out of money and the property became abandoned. <laughs> so um, Reverend Mitchell was the owner of this building and he was the one who made it possible for us to get in there and clean it up a little bit. Similar to the hotel that Mama Thelma ran, um, the Reverend wanted to clean up the building and turn it into a bed and breakfast slash museum slash restaurant and provide a safe space for anyone in the community, especially for the youth in their community, to um, go and just feel welcome. The work that we ended up doing was definitely not easy. To kind of put it into perspective, the Reverend told us that they had a few other volunteer groups come in that were gonna work on the building, one of those being a college youth group, and the college youth group just flat out refused to work on the hotel because of how gross and grimy it was. So, yeah. But in comes this group of high schoolers, and we clean the entire thing out in four days. So go us. <laughs> so we started work on, so it's a two-level hotel, not big and Marriott hotel type of thing, two levels. And we started downstairs on day one and we could barely see the floor. We were walking around on dust, debris, ceiling tile, and other trash that was left there from being abandoned. And it was just gross. So day one, we cleaned out the entire first floor so we could actually walk. And then we went on to day two. And on day two, we worked on tearing down the rest of the ceiling because it was kind of like falling down on us. And which created a ton of dust I mean, a lot. <laughs> like, there are photos of most of us covered in a layer of dust. So we had to carefully tear down all of the air decks because Reverend Mitchell wanted to save those. And we all had to work together to clip down the wires of the drop ceiling so then, you know, like, the entire ceiling didn't fall on us at once. Um, there were definitely a few ceiling tiles and air ducts that ended up on our heads, but it seems like everyone made it back decent enough, so... So on to the third day then, we started taking down the upstairs. There were tons of rooms that at the hotel they would rent out as apartments or just use as like an overnight type of thing. So there were like bed frames and tons of old furniture and some of the rooms you couldn't even step into. There was just so much stuff in there. And pretty much what we did is we kind of just partnered off and we just took down a room and yeah, that's kind of how we did day three. And on our lunch break, me, Cecilia, Riley, and Nicole, we went out to get drinks for everyone from McDonald's because we we're just working really hard, and why not? The fourth day, we barely had anything to do. So we started cleaning up the outside of the house, kind of landscaping, if you say, and finishing up the few rooms upstairs that still had some stuff in them. Ethan, Evan, and Alex and Drew were outside tearing down a tree with a chainsaw. They had a lot of fun. <laughs> well, Emily and I that day cleaned out three bedrooms, so go us. And one of the best things about cleaning out all of these old rooms was seeing all of the old photos and things that were left behind. 
My personal favorite thing that I found while I was cleaning out the house was a entire coconut that was nestled in a box of clothes. So, don't know what that was doing there, but. <laughs> the last day we literally had nothing to do. So we swept and we moved a bit of furniture and we waited for the Reverend to show up because we couldn't do anything else. Which is a good thing, kind of sad, because we all wanted to work, but bittersweet feeling. Um, something really special about the last day is that we got to talk to Mama Thelma's niece who grew up in the hotel. Her name was Dr. Lewis and she FaceTimed the Reverend and brought us, bought us pizza for thanking us for helping with the restoration. She got a nice little free lunch. We all got to talk to her and ask her questions, which is how we learned so much about the hotel's history, and I feel like that kind of helped us all connect to it and feel a little bit like better about the work that we were doing. Not that we felt bad about it. Um, I feel like I can speak for the group that when I say the project was so fulfilling to work on, the amount of people that would stop by when we were working and just come to talk to us about how much this building meant to them and how awesome that the work that we were doing was just incredible. On the last day, an older couple came in and they said that they were in West Virginia for their wedding anniversary and wanted to stop by the hotel where they spent so much of their time in their childhood. They were planning on just driving by it even though it was in the condition I was in, you know, an abandoned building that you couldn't go into. They saw us working on it and they started tearing up when they were talking to us about how much it meant to them to be able to see the building getting some love. This couple came in when we were on the phone with Dr. Lewis and the couple knew Dr. Lewis from their childhood. It was literally a full circle moment. Like, it showed how much this project meant to this small-knit community. So yeah, all together, being able to work on this project was truly a life-changing experience, and I'm so, so happy that we got the opportunity to work on this historical building that had such a huge impact on a community that we were invited into for just five days. That's all. There we go. That good? Yeah. Hello, everybody. I'm Evan. You've probably seen me around here a couple times a week, maybe once, twice, three times. Um, I'm here to talk about meal crews and what we did for recreation after we got back from uh, the work site. So first couple days, we didn't have any organized meal crews. It was just kind of us and the adults scavenging around the kitchen for food and finding stuff to make. Oh, don't look at me like that. Um, so, let's see if I can remember this correctly. I don't, I don't have a script, so I'm not very prepared compared to the rest of them. Uh, first day we made pizzas. Um, then we had the first real meal crew, which was me, Nolan, Drew, and Ella. Um, that was the best meal crew. Um, we did a Jamaican theme. And we made jerk chicken, grilled vegetables, and they were supposed to go into kebabs, but everybody was hungry and didn't have the patience to make kebabs. We also made a fruit salad, and yeah, that was, that was fun. Me and Drew got some good bonding time, really got to know everybody in that group better. Um, it was especially fun just cleaning out the grill that hadn't been cleaned in what seemed like 20 years. Um, and we had next meal crew, which was Alex, Ethan, and Emily, and they did a, like a breakfast theme, so we all went to the common area in 
our pajamas and enjoyed some good breakfast food. Then we had quite possibly the most interesting meal crew, um, very unique. It was Nicole, Riley, Charlie, and I'm forgetting one person, Cecilia. There we go. Um, they did a Candyland theme. So um, there were red, or no, blue mashed potatoes, <laughs> red gravy, fried chicken with sprinkles on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, lots of different colored food. That was, messed with your mind a little bit when you looked at it, I'm not gonna lie. That was, that was very fun. We had a good time. They even made us, they made Drew and Alex do Twister with shaving cream on all the dots. That was it, very, very entertaining. Very entertaining. Um, after that, like Nolan said, we had the last day where Dr. Lewis and Reverend bought us pizza. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, overall, it was a great bonding experience with everybody. We all got to know the adults better, which was a very good thing to know your leaders better. So there, that's, that's it. Uh, hi, I'm Emily, and while Work Tour has the word work in it, we weren't always working, and we were able to have fun outside the work site and also outside of the camp that we stayed at. Uh, the day after we arrived in West Virginia, we were able to hike in Bluestone State Park and then later had lunch at a Dairy Queen. Uh, while hiking, <laughs> we were able to experience the nature of West Virginia on a closer level. Uh, West Virginia is a lot more mountainous than Illinois, um, and that much was obvious by the Easy Trail, which had much steeper hills than any of us ever expected. Uh, I personally almost fell a couple times. <laughs> um, on the hike, we, got, we also got to go on a creek, uh, which Evan proceeded to fall in, uh, but we also had a lot of fun, and the hike was a great bonding experience for all of us. After hiking, we were all hungry and were able to have lunch at Dairy Queen. The Dairy Queen was very large and overlooked the New River. We were able to talk and bond even more. Dairy Queen was one way for me to see a difference between the local culture, culture and where we live here. The Dairy Queen was a restaurant with multiple seating levels, which is different than the small buildings that mostly sell ice cream that we have here in Illinois. Uh, later in the week, uh, we went to an open mic night. The work camp directors of the Appalachian Folklife, South Folklife Center, uh, called Tim and Maggie, played us a couple songs and invited us. Uh, it was, everybody at the open mic night was super nice, and it was really fun to see and experience the local culture. Teenagers and adults played all kinds of different types of music. There were, we, we heard common pop songs, traditional folk songs, and some people even played their own original music. Uh, one person actually wrote a poem. Open mic night was really fun. Our final excursion was going to dinner, to dinner in the Pipestem State Park Resort. We ha it had a great view of the mountains, and since it was, and it was our last day in West Virginia, so it was a last, nice last meal to eat together in West Virginia. All of the excursions we went on were extremely fun and brought us all together, and I was able to make many amazing memories um, on work tour and on our excursions. Thank you. So, I'm Charlie. Um, so I'm here to talk to you about our project organizers. 
um, and just some other stuff that happened during the week. So while we were working there, our organizer project, like organizer slash project manager guy was this guy named Greg. Um, at the beginning of the week, we thought he was like this crazy hillbilly guy, because just the way he was. Um, but throughout the week, it was really interesting like connecting with him th through the work that we did. Um, from day one, he like singled me out kind of as like <laughs> someone to sort of poke fun at. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, it really helped me make a bond with him that was hard to find. Um, uh, like by the end of the week, he started putting me on special projects that, like, he thought that I could do by myself, even though some of them weren't the safest. <laughs> um, and we would have like every day they would send me to go get him in the morning when we were ready, and I would always ha end up having like a half-hour conversation with him, and that was always really fun. And just seeing how. Like by the end of the week, seeing how our group affected him too was just really cool. Um, and I just feel like he just made a really big impact on our group. And then the two people who, well, yeah, the two people who ran the place we were staying, Tim and Maggie, uh, they performed at the open mic night, like Emily said. Uh, but on Friday night, after we got, was that Friday? Thursday. Thursday night. Uh, we got back from, to the cabin, um, and Tim and Maggie came over and gave us a little concert for us, and that was pretty cool. Uh, Tim played the banjo, and Maggie played miscellaneous flutes and wind instruments and percussion instruments, like the spoons. Um, and we just had a really cool, long conversation about like folk music, and Drew geeked out a little bit. Um, but, I don't know, after that they gave a few of us lessons on instruments, like Evan learned some banjo and Nolan picked up the spoons. <laughs> um, but then on Friday night, after we were done with like the work and other fun stuff, um, Nicole came in, like before we were getting ready for our last circle of the week, um, Nicole came into our cabin and told me that our van had a flat tire. <laughs> so uh, we went out to the van, and of course, since it's a Chrysler, it doesn't have a, doesn't have a spare tire. So um, we stood out there for maybe 20 minutes trying to figure out a way to get it fixed in the morning. <laughs> and then we found Tim, and he ended up having a fire perk kit in his truck. And so we did that out in the rain at night and we fixed the tire so we could go. And they were all mad at us, because then we could leave first thing in the morning. <laughs> um, but overall, I think it was just a really good trip. Um, might have even been better than last year. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> Why don't you guys come down with me? Thank you for sharing and telling your stories. As you may have noticed, come this way. The leaders have kind of been hiding out this whole time. And so we're going to put the leaders on the spot. You guys have to come up front and stand in front of everybody.
all the way up front, up top. But you may not know, there's no good way for tall people to stand and not block people as they're Charlie. I know. Uh, this isn't like a one-week wonder trip for these adults. They are here every Wednesday investing in our kids. Uh, Drew and Riley, they come in from Chicago. They're, they travel in from downtown to do this every Wednesday. Uh, you, guys, you guys are amazing. And so thank you for another year of investing in our kids, uh, keeping them safe, mostly, <laughs> and bringing them back. And Charlie's got a, a little thank you, too. Yeah. We, we just wanted to thank you for such a great trip and for helping us, helping GF survive through tough times and just making it the best week of most of our lives. So thank you for all that you do. <laughs>